Hello and welcome to Behind the Headlines for the week ending August 21st, 2020. I'm Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. Behind the Headlines is a podcast from OBJ to explore uh, the most read local business stories of the week. And once again, this episode, I'm joined by my two colleagues, Peter Cabessi and David Sally, two of OBJ's editors. In today's podcast, we'll take a look at a possible business boom in Kempville, a local biotech lab helping to uh, develop a COVID-19 vaccine, and a major residential development plan for Vanier. So let's go right now behind the headlines. Uh, story number one, we're going to start off with you, Peter. Um, one of the projects OBJ uh, launched uh, earlier this year is something called uh, OBJ Regional, where we're expanding our editorial coverage outside of um, Ottawa's uh, urban core. And this week we had a story on uh, a somewhat well-known road, County Road 43, which is near Kempville. Um, and the development of this road might lead to a little bit of a business boom. Tell us about that. So the real news is that it's a, actually a bit of long-awaited news for uh, for the business community as well as uh, local officials uh, in Kempville, which is a significant upgrade uh, of uh, of County Road 43 in that uh, in that stretch that goes through uh, through Kempville. So uh, it's something that's been desired for a long time, and uh, recently the uh, the federal and provincial governments uh, did uh, did step up with uh, some uh, some confirmed uh, funding that uh, really sort of um, is going to move this project uh, forward. Um, but for businesses in Kempville, this is really, really exciting news. And uh, to, to see that one really needs to go no further than uh, Kempville Retirement Living, which is uh, located on uh, on County Road 43. Um, you know, they've been they've been pretty open that uh, an expansion plan uh, has been as um, part of their business plan for quite some time. But at the same uh, time, they've been pretty blunt in saying it was it would be hard to move forward with it um, with the uh, the county road um, as it currently is. Um, and in short, uh, they say that there's a perception that left-hand turns in another facility are almost you know not unfeasible, and even making right-hand turns uh, at times can be uh, a little bit uh, a little bit dicey. So. Uh, without the upgrade, they said the expansion uh, would have had to have been at uh, at a different location. Um, so with uh, the upgraded road, uh, there are plans for a, um, a tra- traffic circle nearby, and it would also trigger the uh, the construction of a new uh, new entrance to uh, the uh, the retirement uh, retirement home. Uh, because of COVID nineteen, the expansion plans uh, are are a bit on bit on pause for the for the facility. But when you talk to the uh, the executives uh, at, uh, at at the company, they're really really excited because uh, you know as they say, uh, this this infrastructure upgrade is going to open up the next boom for uh, for Kempville and uh, benefit a lot of businesses in the area. Hmm. And uh, Dave, we want you to weigh in a little bit on the implications from a commercial real estate perspective. Uh, Kempville is a satellite to community in Ottawa that's been growing. And as Peter said, there's going to be some benefits. But tell us about the commercial uh, real estate implications. Uh, Well, yeah, exactly, Mike. I mean, because as Peter was mentioning, uh, this is going to help improve the traffic flow on County Road 43. And with along with uh, improved traffic flow that uh, you would hope would mean in uh, improved customer flow uh, to various other retail uh, and commercial outlets along the road. That's certainly what Kevin Mulligan hopes. He's the CEO of um, of property developer Kevlar Developments. They own uh, Giant Tiger KFC along County Road 43, and they've attracted some other tenants, big names like Starbucks. 
And what do they all have in common? Well, they they look at traffic counts constantly, and they want to they want to be somewhere where the traffic flows well. Um, and certainly, um, Mulligan is hoping that that these upgrades are going to entice um, some new develop uh, some some new retailers rather to to uh, to also come to the area. There, uh, his company is planning an eighty four unit development uh, across four buildings. Um, uh, on vacant land it owns near the giant tiger um, uh, over there. So, uh, um, and Mulligan is, is really hoping that this upgrade will convince uh, more businesses to kind of move into that area. Um, and certainly that's the hope of North Grenville Mayor Nancy Peckford. Uh, she said getting the funding for the upgrades was a game changer for Kempville. Um, she said she called the roads condition deplorable uh, from both a safety and flat traffic flow perspective. And she just, um, you know, she noted that the, the road's also home to North Grenville's largest daycare and its high school, uh, not to mention the Colonnade Retail Center. So, you know, um, she said it's it's time for the infrastructure there to to really kind of get up to speed with the community's growth, so to speak. Um, and they've been waiting for it for a long time. Uh, and and um, and speaking of timelines, they're expecting to start construction on the project next year. And um, they think it will probably take between two and three years before uh, before the whole thing gets finished. Okay. Well, thanks for that. And uh, good luck to Kempville and, and all this development. We're going to turn to our second story, uh, which was big news. Everyone, of course, is interested in uh, COVID and more specifically a COVID vaccine and whatever research is being done. Uh, Dave, I understand there's a company in Ottawa called Variation Biotechnologies that is making some significant progress. What are they up to? Well, yeah, like, I mean, <clears throat> we've heard a lot in the news recently uh, about big names like uh, Glax GlaxoSmithKline, um, uh, you know, Nova, uh, Novavax, uh, they're, the, they're these, they're these um, multinational pharmaceutical giants who are all racing to come up with a, a vaccine for COVID-19. Um, it's just been moving the research at an unprecedented pace uh, in an effort to hopefully get a vaccine on the market by next year. Well, Ottawa has its own um, entry in this race. Uh, it's actually a subsidiary of a Massachusetts-based company called BBI Vaccines, uh, but but its Ottawa subsidiary, Variation Biotech uh, Biotechnologies, is where the company does most of its R&D. That's at a facility on Hunt Club Road. Um, You've got about 30 researchers there working with the National Research Council on a vaccine that would target COVID-19 and uh, probably a couple of other well-known coronaviruses, SARS and MERS. Um, uh, so VBI Chief Executive Jeff Baxter uh, says the um, uh, says the new funding uh, th that they just received up to they got up to 56 million dollars um, from the federal government that was announced uh, earlier this month. And they're going to use that money to really ramp up R&D and hopefully uh, get a vaccine ready for clinical trials by the end of this year. Um, as he says, it's really important for Canada to have a domestically created vaccine. So that way, if it is proven effective, it should give, give us a leg up on having a stable supply of doses for Canadians. Um, this, uh, this vaccine is... Um, um, uh, 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 you, know, you know, apparently it's it's cheaper to produce um, than than some other types. Um, I'm no immunologist, but apparently it's uh, 
uh, it uses this spike protein structure that looks a lot like the real coronavirus. And, uh, and in a sense, it's designed to sort of trick the immune system into, into triggering a response. And, that, uh, and they're really hoping that this, uh, that this technology is going to prove effective um, and that it's going to be, um, you know, be available, be, be able to be, be starting, uh, uh, be start testing in humans uh, before the end of the year. And, um, and if it is proven effective, uh, VBI is hoping uh, that it could be approved um, for widespread use, uh, possibly by the beginning of 2022. Um, and in the meantime, there's going to be probably more hiring here in Ottawa, they, as well as at a manufacturing plant in Toronto. Um, so in general, uh, you, you know, this is quite a positive development. And, uh, you know, as Baxter says, there's a lot of vaccine expertise here in Ottawa at the NRC, at facilities like his. Uh, the University of Ottawa has got a world-class immunology department. Uh, so there's a great pool of talent here to draw on for this research. And, um, and, and hopefully it will, it will bear fruit soon. Wow. You know, wouldn't that be fantastic if uh, Ottawa played a small role in a vaccine? That would be, whew, be incredible. Peter, we're going to move to um, the third and final story of the week, and it involves uh, Vanier, Montreal Road, and, and a proposal for three towers. Uh, I've long thought Vanier was primed for some major uh, development, particularly in the Montreal Road corridor. Uh, that has such uh, great proximity to the downtown and that. But anyway, there's a company called ML Devco, I think, that has a three-tower proposal that is pretty significant. Uh, give us some information on that. Yeah, so this is a, a joint proposal between uh, ML Devco, as you mentioned, as well as uh, Maine and Maine. Uh, they're really painting this as a gateway development uh, to Vanier. It's located, as you mentioned, on Montreal Road, just across the uh, the Cummings Bridge, um, uh, overlooking the uh, the Rideau River on the site of a former gas station, as well as a, a retail uh, plaza. Um, it's a three-story development, uh, sorry, <laughs> three-tower development uh, containing, um, um, proposed to contain more than a thousand uh, apartment units in uh, those towers would be between 22 and uh, and uh, 32 um, stories. Uh, I guess you know we we talk a lot about uh, development uh, plans uh, on on the podcast. Uh, there are two two big things that really jumped out uh, to me about this one. Uh, one is the uh, the, the players involved, um, Maine and Maine, as well as ML Devco. Both of them do have specialties in this type of uh, urban redevelopment uh, project. Uh, Maine and Maine is also the proponent behind the. Um, uh, big development on the former Alterna Savings uh, site uh, in downtown on uh, on uh, Albert Street, and as well, ML Devco recently purchased a land assembly in uh, in Hintonburg, uh, right where uh, Wellington turns into to Somerset by the old Suzy Q and uh, and LCBO. So definitely some uh, some interesting uh, interesting players involved in the project. Uh, and the other other one is just uh, you know the the Vanier narrative as you alluded to, uh, Mike. Uh, we've been talking a long time about Vanier's potential as um, you know for for redevelopment, and uh, you know we're we're really sort of seeing now a lot of um, you know I'm gonna say. Um, institutional interest. Uh, this is uh, a big project. And just uh, just down the, the road act on Montreal Road, closer to the Vanier Parkway, uh, there's another uh, developer, Manor Park, that's proposed a, a three-story uh, development. So definitely the plans on the books are uh, are, are getting pretty, pretty interesting. Um, 
I guess was something that's always to watch is how quickly uh, the developers, if they do uh, secure the, the rezoning, uh, do move uh, on uh, on the project. Um, unrelated to these ones, but we did uh, report on a couple of other uh, construction projects uh, breaking ground. And just as I was going through OBJ's archives, I realized how sometimes we end up uh, seeing different variations and iterations of plans for, uh, for, for years and years. And of course, we are in a very uncertain uh, economic uh, climate, but uh, I think definitely the key takeaway is that interest uh, in, uh, in, in Vanier is picking up among developers. Yeah, certainly is, you know, still some uncertainty for projects like this, but I like that word you use. It is the perfect gateway property because as you come down Rio Street over Cummings Bridge, then that is the property that's right there. Uh, as you cross the bridge, so it's uh, it's prime it's prime land. Peter, we're going to start wrapping up. Um, give us a sense of what's coming up next week uh, at Ottawa Business Journal. So there's a really exciting uh, virtual event happening uh, next week. It's the launch of the Welch LLP Ottawa Business Growth Survey uh, Report. So we've planned a, uh, a virtual event to, to launch the report. And it's really focused around trying to look to the future, understand how Ottawa is going to perform in a, in a pandemic uh, economy. So one part of uh, this event, and we encourage everyone to, uh, to register at uh, obj.ca slash events, is um, is uh, analyzing the uh, the results of the survey that uh, that we did at the beginning of the summer of uh, several hundred uh, local business leaders um, about their hiring intentions, their their confidence in the local economy, digital work from home uh, trends. So we're going to be uh, sharing the results where we've. Um, it will be uh, David Coletto, the uh, the head of uh, Abacus Data, a uh, research firm based here in Ottawa, that's uh, going to be looking at the results and uh, explaining uh, what the, what they all mean. And uh, as well, Mike, I know you've been uh, hard at work securing some pretty uh, high-profile keynotes as well that are looking at some of the, uh, the opportunities uh, that are uh, arising. Yeah, earlier this week, Peter, uh, we were very happy to confirm that the keynote for the event, this digital event, will be Michelle Romano from CBC's Dragon Den, a very significant and high-profile Canadian business leader, and maybe relevant to Ottawa, someone with a very significant background in um, in the technology sector. So uh, she'll be the keynote. Um, So the event's coming up, as you indicated, uh, this upcoming Thursday, which I think is uh, August 27th, uh, starting at 11.30, and we'll, we'll probably wrap up sometime around 12.45. Um, but the key reason, as you pointed out, uh, Peter, to attend uh, Michelle, besides the the, uh, the presence of Michelle, is the un, uh, the uh, unveiling of that key data, right? Uh, we've been at work for months and months compiling this data, and I think that um, in this type of very uncertain economy, you know, uncharted waters, so to speak, um, people need data. We, you know, we all need uh, to, to have as much information as we can. And that's what the Ottawa Business Growth Survey, once again, will provide for the sixth uh, straight year, by the way. So once again, uh, I would ke- I would urge people to go to obj.ca slash events uh, for that. Uh, as well, uh, just a reminder that uh, you can listen to this uh, podcast on Spotify and also SoundCloud. Uh, you can watch us on OBJ's YouTube channel be sure to follow us and uh, uh, turn on notifications to understand uh, or get a notification as to when there's a new video. So that's all the time we have for this week. On behalf of Peter Cavessi and David Sally, I'm Michael Curran signing off for Behind the Headlines. Hope to connect with you real soon. <laughs>